I'm stressed, I'm depressed, I'm shittily dressed. I'm Terry, and this is terrifying. Warning, this podcast will discuss graphic material. Today we're going to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer. It's part two. Um, Instead of being a two-part, it's going to actually be a three-part. And also, just uh, for some housekeeping, the Saturday podcasts are now going to take place on Sunday because I don't usually work on Sundays. So it'll just be easier and I'll be able to actually give you more content and longer content if I put them out on Sundays instead of Saturdays. So, anyways, let's get down to Jeffrey Dahmer Part 2. Now, let me tell you, every step of this, I was just like, damn it, Dahmer. Damn it, Dahmer. Damn it, Dahmer. Because he's just... Wow. But, anyway, let's get started. In 1978, Jeffrey killed for the first time. It was three weeks after his high school graduation. He was the only one left in his family home. Lionel was living in a motel, and Joyce and Jeffrey's younger brother, David, had moved out of state, as I mentioned in the first episode. On June 18, 1978, Jeffrey picked his first victim. It was an 18-year-old hitchhiker named Stephen Mark Hicks. Jeffrey lured the young man into his house with the promise of alcohol. Stephen was hitchhiking to a rock concert in Lockwood Corners originally. When they arrived at Dahmer's home, after hours of drinking and listening to music, Stephen wanted to leave, and Dahmer didn't like that idea. In Stephen's protest to leave, Dahmer bludgeoned him with a 10-pound barbell. Dahmer later recounts that he hit Stephen from behind twice, and when the young man fell out of the chair he was sitting in, he was unconscious. After he hit the floor, that's when Dahmer strangled him to death with the bar of the dumbbell. He then stripped Stephen and masturbated over the dead body. Do you remember that little fact of Dahmer being fascinated with the section from the first episode? Well, that comes in now. The day after killing Stephen, Dahmer dissected him in his basement and then he buried the pieces in a shallow grave in the backyard. Weeks later, he unearthed the remains and removed the flesh from the bones. He dissolved the flesh with acid and flushed the mixture down the toilet. He crushed Stephen's bones with a sledgehammer and spread them in the nearby woods. Six weeks after his first murder, Lionel and his fiancée returned to the family home where they discovered Dahmer alone. That August, he enrolled in Ohio State University and only stayed for the first term. The term was highly unproductive for Dahmer because of his alcoholism. The only class that he actually passed was riflery and he received a B minus, and his overall GPA was a .45 out of a 4.0. His father had paid for Dahmer to to attend a second term in advance, but that didn't happen because Dahmer dropped out. And even one time, Lionel decided that he was going to visit Dahmer at the, the college, and whenever he visited him, He found that his son's dorm was littered with empty liquor bottles and beer bottles. Dahmer dropped out after only three months. 
1979, Lionel urged his son to go to the army, and Dahmer did. He trained as a medical specialist from at Fort Sam Houston or Houston in San Antonio, Texas. On July 13, 1979, he was stationed in Baumholder or Bromholder. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce words. I can't talk. Um, but anyway, he was stationed in Bromholder, Germany. He served as a combat medic in the 2nd Battalion, 68th Armored Regiment, 8th Infantry Division. According to later reports, he was an average or slightly above average soldier, but there was also a darkness in Dahmer's army career too. Two soldiers attest to have being raped by Dahmer. One of them stated in 2010 that Dahmer had repeatedly raped him over a 17 month period while stationed in Germany. The other soldiers stated that Dahmer drugged him and raped him in an armored personnel carrier in 1979. Of course, as it did throughout his life, Dahmer's alcoholism ruined his army career too. His performance declined and in March 1981, he was deemed unsuitable for military service and was later discharged. Honorably discharged because the army didn't think his issues would harm him in civil civilian life. March 24th, 1981, Dahmer was sent to Fort Jackson in South Carolina for debriefing. They gave him a plane ticket to fly anywhere in the world, and he chose Miami, Florida. His reasoning for this was that he was tired of the cold, and he was afraid to face his father, and he wanted to try to make it on his own. In Florida, Dahmer found work. He worked in a deli and rented a room in a nearby motel. Most of his income, shockingly, went to alcohol. He was also kicked out of the motel for not paying the fees. After being kicked out, he spent most of his nights on the beach, but he still worked. In September, he called his father, asking if he could come home. When Dahmer returned to Ohio, he moved in with his father and stepmother. He insisted that they assign him chores to keep him from being bored. Two weeks after his return, Dahmer was arrested for drunk and disorderly conduct. For that, he was given a $60 fine and a suspended 10-day sentence. In December 1981, Lionel unsuccessfully tried to wean Dahmer off of alcohol, so Lionel and Dahmer's stepmother sent him to live with his grandmother in Wisconsin. Dahmer's grandmother was the only person in the family that Dahmer ever showed any affection towards. They hoped the grandmother's influence and change of scenery would help Dahmer give up alcohol and get a job. They just wanted him to be a responsible adult. At first, the living arrangements were harmonious. Dahmer attended church with his grandmas, he did her chores for her, and he followed her house rules besides drinking and smoking. Her influence became a positive one. In early 1982, he found work as a phlebotomist at the Milwaukee Blood Plasma Center. He held this job for a total of 10 months before being laid off. After being laid off, he was unemployed for two years and he lived off the, his grandmother and the money she gave him. Before losing his job at the Plasma Center, Dahmer was arrested for indecent exposure on August 7, 1982. He was seen exposing himself to a crowd of 25 women and children. He was convicted and fined $50 along with having to pay the court costs.
In January of 1985, Dahmer was hired at an Ambrosia chocolate factory. He worked as a mixer and worked 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. He worked six days a week and only had Saturday evenings off. Um, just to say, I worked midnight sh for almost a year. I started my job in October and I think in March is whenever I got switched to evenings, but midnights can take a toll on you. It can take a toll on you mentally and physically, so this probably did not help Dahmer's mental state at all. Like, I'm not making excuses for him, but I'm just saying, like, midnights can take a toll on your body. It's not good for you. So, whatever Dahmer was going through mentally with his fascinations and, like, his fantasies and everything like that, it probably didn't help very much. Shortly after Dahmer was hired, an incident occurred that stirred up old fantasies. As he was reading at the West Alice or Alice Public Library, a man threw a note at Dahmer, offering him a blowjob. Dahmer didn't respond to the man, but his mind was thinking of controlling and dominating. After this, he started to familiarize himself with Milwaukee's gay bars, gay bathhouses, and bookstores. At one point, he even stole a male mannequin from a store, and he used it for sexual stimulation. But his grandmother discovered it and put it in a closet, telling Dahmer that he had to expose of it. In late 1985, Dahmer was a regular at the bathhouses. He said they were relaxing places, but when his sexual partners tried to move, the act became frustrating for Dahmer. He hated it. In later reviews after Dahmer was arrested, he stated, I trained myself to see people as objects of pleasure instead of people. In June 1986, he started giving his partner sleeping pills mixed with liquor. His partners would become unconscious and he would rape them. After 12 instances of this, the bathhouse finally revoked his membership, but soon he started doing the same practices in hotel rooms. So, were the... The bathhouse was just like, oh, give me your membership card and I'll punch a hole in it every time you rape an unconscious man. Like, I feel like the police should have been called or, you know, it should have been dealt with the first time instead of being like, oh, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Have an excuse. I'll punch your little card. You're not up to 12 yet. You're fine. No, that should have never happened. It shouldn't have taken 12 men to be raped for Dahmer to get in trouble. But anyway, Dahmer read newspaper articles very shortly after his membership was revoked about an 18-year-old boy's funeral. Dahmer said he fantasized about stealing the fresh corpse and taking it home with him. Evidently, he even tried to dig the boy up, but the soil in the cemetery was too hard, so he abandoned the plan. August of 1986, Dahmer was arrested for masturbating in front of two 12-year-old boys. At first, he admitted to it, but quickly changed his story, saying he was just urinating and didn't know there were any witnesses around. At first, he was charged with indecent exposure, but when he changed his story, the charge changed too. It changed to disorderly conduct. On March 10, 1987, Dahmer was sentenced to one-year probation with additional additional instructions to go to counseling. So that's where I'm going to leave off this time. 
and on Wednesday, part three will come out, and that will be the end of our Damn It Dahmer series. Anyway, I hope you keep listening. I hope you enjoyed, because this is going to be terrifying. Also, we have an Instagram now. It's terrifying underscore podcast. You guys can DM me there. Any questions, anything. I'm actually going to make a Facebook page and an email so that you guys can message me on either one of those. And I just want our community to become a community. Like, I want to get to know you guys. I want to be more involved. Like, I really want this to grow. So, um, if you guys could tell your friends about it or rate and review it on iTunes or anywhere you listen to, um, the podcast is now on most major listening platforms. So, I just, I hope you guys enjoy.